There's music you probably haven't heard for a wee while on Coast Access Radio that signifies our Rotary program back in action once again for 2022. And we welcome a new voice to our Rotary program, past president of Rotary Club of Waikanae, Steve Bodica. Steve, welcome to the program. Thanks, Todd. Good to be here. It's delightful that you are here, past president of Waikanae. We're calling you media liaison now Sound. for Rotary, so congratulations. Thank you. Sounds fair enough. Talk about your background. Um, Australian, who saw the light, married a Kiwi. I uh, <laughs> was living in Sydney and moved, had one son in Sydney and one son in Wellington. So we're two Aussies and two Kiwis. Um, moved to Waikanae because my in-laws were here and that took care of the babysitting for us. And I felt it was really important for my wife to be near her parents when, they, when we got young kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, work in Wellington, and uh, my father was a Rotarian, my father-in-law was a Rotarian, and I just felt it was important because I wasn't here during the day to get to know the local community and make a contribution. So, um, been a Rotarian since 1994. What do you find you get out of Rotary? A lot. Um, it's just, um, especially, it comes home when um, we do quite a lot of work with youth and um, we send them on leadership courses and other kinds of courses. And when they come back, uh, they're just fizzing about um, the experience they had and how it's changed their lives. Um, and that just gives us a, a big buzz. Very much um, community st- I really like serving the community. I really like the idea of giving back to the community. As I say, being out of the out of it during the working day gives me an option to opportunity to do something um, after hours or on the weekends with Rotary. And there's a bunch of like-minded people who are really easy to get on with. I mean, you came along the other the other night, and it's kind of it's a it's a good group. It has a good vibe. It's some positive people in the same room with the same kind of direction. It's enjoyable talking to groups of people and then getting the questions. I like mm. I like that the best because that sort of opens it up. Yeah. Anything. And even if I make up an answer, it still sounds good. Well, yeah, usually because I'm arranging the speakers, I usually have three or four questions up my sleeve. So I hope I didn't catch you out with the uh, what was the biggest gaffe. <laughs> yeah, we won't say that no, on no. this particular program. Fair enough. No. But, yeah, it's great. I mean, uh, it's amazing. Most people will come along. If you ask them, they'll come along. Yeah. Most people don't say no. And it's really important for us to get that exposure and just have a bit of variety with a good speaker. Well, Steve, thank you for picking up the ball with this Rotary program and running with it. You want to basically go around the grounds, I suppose, to the various Rotary clubs, the the cluster, if yeah. you like, through Hortofino or Kapiti. A couple of Rotaries in the last couple of years no longer exist. Yes. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I think a lot of service clubs are suffering um, with membership and stuff like that. But um, there are two clubs that have... Um, not passed away, but two clubs that have um, that have uh, dissolved. One of them was the Parapara Umu Club, which uh, Nigel Hopkins uh, was a, pr- a regular at, um, and the other one is the Foxton Club. And both of those folded. Um, they just got down low in numbers, but also uh, aged folk, um, and so um, they both folded. So, in what we're calling the network, we have now we've got Carpety Roading Club, which is um, based in Parapara Umu sort of around about the 50 mark in terms of membership. Then there's Wike and I, we're down to about 15 or 16. Um, there's Ortaki, who are about the same size as us. And then there's Levin, who's sort of around about the 30 mark, I think. Okay. That's pretty good going for the, the Carpety Rotary. That's a, that's a good number, that 50-odd. 
It is. I mean, Parapara has just really become a really big commercial centre, um, and uh, that club thrives on um, a lot of local businessmen. I mean, Rotary is a networking opportunity for businesses, uh, as well as a friendship kind of thing. Um, and I think that, yeah, because Parapara is such a big commercial centre, there's lots of opportunities for them to bring new people into club. All right, well, tell us what's going on at the various clubs then, Steve. Okay, um, so across the network, we've got a really big project, um, which was kicked off by a guy called Bruce Morgan uh, in the Kapiti Club, um, and it's called Lifting the Lid. It's a youth suicide prevention uh, project. Um, we launched it September 20, 2020, um, so it been going just over the year. Um, and we got a lot of uh, fantastic donations free. Um, it's something that um, really triggers something in people, and they're willing to give. Um, and so we did a we had an enormous fundraiser down at Southwoods. And then the idea of the project is that um, Rotary just provides funding to the colleges uh, and Wananga that um, the school counsellors can just access. Um, no questions asked. We trust that the school has the right kind of relationships with the right counsellors um, and that they've got the trained people to spot uh, college kids who are at risk. Uh, and so um, they just send off a simple form, give us some sort of anonymous statistics um, so we can sort of just keep an eye on that. Um, and that entitles that child to um, eight counselling sessions straight off the bat. Um, it seems to be everywhere, Todd. I mean, uh, I work with somebody whose um, whose daughter is uh, at risk, um, and you just need to talk to people, and everyone seems to have been exposed to it. Um, I don't know whether it's a generational thing or not, but our part is very simple. Raise the money and make it available, and we rely on the colleges to have those connections in place and use those connections wisely, and they do. Um, so that's a that's a a jointly uh, supported and funded uh, project across the network uh, from Paraparaumu, well, formerly up to Foxton, but now up to sort of live in Horofanua area. Mm. So so that's something that um, I feel really passionate about just because I've um, been in touch with that a couple of times and um, just felt like it was something that, and the club's fully committed to it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we've helped... Since we started, we've helped 22 students uh, to those eight counselling sessions. Um, and um, I think that's a really positive thing if it's if it's going to save a life. That's literally what it comes down to. Indeed. Well, congratulations. Thank you. The system can take a long time to kick in. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we just want to plug that gap, that immediate gap. Good. Hmm. All right. And some of the other individual events going on at the various clubs? Yeah. So Otaki Club is... Um, uh, heavily involved and in, in being involved with Duffy Books and Schools. That's a long-running Rotary project that started back in the 80s. Um, and twice a year, and there's another another one of those coming up, twice a year they provide a whole bunch of books to schools and kura uh, in the Ōtaki area. Um, so for some kids, that's the only book they get, you know, when they get these books. Um, there are a range of topics, but they're certainly all educational-focused, um, and the Ōtaki Club have got a huge number of books that they've donated over the years and they've got another round of that coming up shortly. For us in Waikanae, we've got an exciting project partnering with Namanu, uh, the uh, nature reserve. 
Um, we paid for, the club paid for development of a program that is for senior students at Parapara Umu College that are looking to take on an ecological uh, tertiary studies. Mm. Um, believe it or not, uh, if you enrol for an, some kind of ecological degree at Vic, um, there's no field work. <laughs> you have to contact Doc, and um, guess what? Lots of the students do that, so they're only, the opportunities are really limited for, for tertiary students to get field work. So the idea of this course is that it's a week-long session, and it's running in the first week of the April school holidays. Uh, there'll be about 12 students on site at Namanu, and they'll be doing all sorts of field work, including uh, mist knitting to catch birds, um, taking lots of uh, samples around water sampling and those sorts of things, looking for aquatic life, making sure that waterways are, are um, healthy and sustainable, um, doing some work with uh, New Zealand's native eels, which, believe it or not, are quite endangered. Um, there's obviously some tuatara there. I'm not too sure whether they'll be involved in that. But it's an opportunity and a, quite a unique course. Um, we haven't heard of anything else like it for college-age kids in New Zealand. The chap who developed it is a guy called Brian Ireland, and Ireland, I should say. And uh, he developed a, a course in the Bay of Plenty, but that was targeted at... Um, people getting jobs at the end of the day in, mm -hmm. in the conservation estate kind of thing. So this one's targeted at college students, gives them the chance to do some field work and puts them a step ahead, hopefully, when they go on to do their tertiary education. Mm, great. Yeah. And, and Rotary helps out, I guess, with a little bit of a scholarship-type scenario? Yeah, so um, we run a number of uh, youth-focused um, projects across the across the network. Um, Rotary has a focus on youth, so there are a couple of um, there's a Rotary Youth Leadership uh, Awards which runs annually. Um, that's a two-week live-in course um, down in Trentham. They live in the army camp down there. Um, my own son had experience of that, um, and he just found it fabulous. What he f what stuck with him was the opportunity that it created for some underprivileged kids. Some of the clubs sponsor uh, sponsor kids um, fully, um, and so uh, he there was there was a couple of kids who were on the edge in terms of which way they might fall uh, in society, um, and they just. Uh, changed with this two week course and that's that's a really that's a really worth good good course there's a, a weekend living course that's run up in um, Taranaki um, and uh, that's ripen rotary youth enrichment program um, and once again that's about um, we sent three students off to that last year um, they spent <laughs> no cell phone coverage uh, so that, that, right. that, yeah, exactly. So it took a little while to get used to, but they did lots of outdoor activities and um, you know teamwork, team building kind of activities. So it had a sort of a different fo different focus from the two week live in course, but uh, it gave them a taste. And we rely heavily on the college to identify those students. We've got a great relationship. I think all of the Rotary clubs have a, a great relationships with the college across the across the district. Mm. So there's a couple of examples of those um, sort of youth leadership kind of things that we do. Well, that's great. That's really good to be involved with. It is, yeah. And when they come back, as I said earlier, when they come back and then give the feedback, that just gives you the buzz to go on and, you know, do the money, get the money and do the mahi and um, fund the next one. Fantastic. And a couple of the other clubs around the region? Um, yeah, a little bit 
caught me a little bit short there, Todd. Um, That's I, all right. I haven't had any feedback from Kapiti or Levin, but that was because I was last minute in my doing my roundup. I was busy moving house. Sorry about that. No, don't apologise. Don't apologise. We'll get there in due course, and it's great to establish this network. Now, you know, Rotarians know that you're the man involved yes. with media. Get some information to you, and let's get it publicised. Yep. Yep. Easy. Happy to do that. Mm. Plenty of other things going on, you know, in in the background with Rotary and have done for some time. You know, Rotary, for example, has been involved with the end polio now scenarios. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the uh, one of the advantages of being a worldwide organisation, I guess, um, and also one of the disadvantages because we have to pay dues up to the in American dollars. Um, however, you're right. The end polio now um, is a worldwide initiative. Uh, started in Rotary to eliminate the world of polio from polio. Um, outstandingly successful, but the world's biggest kept secret. Um, there are only two countries uh, which are not considered polio-free now. One of those is Afghanistan, and the other one's Sudan. Um, both of those are a little bit resistant to the idea that an, an American organisation or a US-based organisation is coming in and uh, vaccinating their people. Um, Afghanistan, you can understand why, I guess. Uh, Sudan, not so sure. But anyway, that's the way it's panned out. But essentially, um, that project's been hugely successful on a worldwide basis because there are only two countries that are not considered polio-free. Mm. There was a campaign a couple of years ago, wasn't there, on the trains? Yes. So locally we ran some, uh, we ran a, a funding, and it actually came from uh, an idea from the Victorian Rotary Club, um, and what happened was that a whole bunch of Rotarians with uh, red T-shirts that say in polio now jumped on uh, a train and they sort of used Wellington as sort of the centre of a, of a star hub. So they took the Palmerston North Capital connection in and then they went out on the Johnsonville line and then they came back and then they went out on the Hutt line and came back and then they went out on the Kapiti line on the electric services and went back and they ended up taking the Palmas, uh, the Macedon train. As the, right. at the end of the day, and ended up in Macedon for um, for a bit of a shindig and a bit of a celebration that was really successful. Raised sort of in the order of fifty or sixty thousand um, dollars. Fantastic. Yeah, it was, and it was a it was a good thing. It was a good thing, and all the clubs were involved. Um, one of our guys was uh, on the committee and uh, organising the scheduling in, into and out of getting fifty or sixty people onto trains. <laughs> Um, touch wood, there were no um, issues with the network. Um, so I think so. <laughs> that ran successfully. No. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, that's one of the that's one of the things about being uh, part of an international organisation. Although it's, I mean, there's the American Rotary International President, and then there's our District President, um, and then there's a Club President. So it's a very flat structure, mm. and quite autonomous. They quite Rotary used to be a bit of a stickler for. You had to attend at least eighty percent and all that kind of stuff. It's that's all gone out the window now. We're much more realistic about people's time being precious, and we're much more interested in people who make a contribution rather than showing up for a meal. Now you're looking for more women. Absolutely, that's we're a statement we should <laughs> probably put in context with Rotary. Correct, absolutely. Um, we have uh, a female member, yay! Her name's Alison Jardin, transferred down from um, Palmerston North. She's going to be our first ever female club president in two years' time. Fantastic. It is fantastic. And she's full of beans. Um, 
it, it's always difficult for a woman to enter into a club which is predominantly male, and we need to change that. Um, I think in our club certainly there are lots of people who are not so not in the age group where the, yeah more in the age group where there is um, more welcoming of women if you if you know what I mean. Um, and so um, Alison's really pleased to be there and she's looking to bring some more ladies into the club and we'd, we'd love that to happen. What sort of qualifications do people need to join Rotary? I think a heart for service, heart for their community, um, being willing to do the mahi when that's around um, and a sort of a commitment to... Um, yeah, that that commitment to your community and looking to make improvements in the, in the place that you live. Um, it's not just for old folks anymore. You know, oh, the gone are the days where it was uh, retired people. Absolutely so, not. I mean, yeah, look at you. You're a young man. I'm a young man. Yes, that's right. I'd be you might be surprised. Um, but um, there are a couple of e clubs. They only meet online. Um, oh, really? So Rotary's starting to embrace that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, we've also got uh, clubs that are satellite clubs of a, a more traditional club. Um, and, you know, um, the typical sort of picture of a Rotarian was, you know, sort of one foot, uh, snout in the trough and one foot in the grave. That's definitely out the window. Um, we've had in the last five years we're going to have, well, including the next two years, we'll have five district governors who are the female. So there's definitely a change. There's definitely a change. And Rotary's a different organisation. And as a club, personally, in Waikanae, we're quite relaxed. Um, none of, the, Not really a lot of the formality that used to go with the traditional Rotary thing. Um, we're just there to have fun with some friends and give back to the community. If people are interested, what can they do, Steve? They can go to our website, which is Waikanae Rotary. Um, it, if you type Bike and I Rotary, it'll pop up on the top of the list. Um, and there's a contact form and a telephone number that they can ring uh, to to make some inquiries. Yep, yep. Or any of the other Rotary clubs around, you know, closer to yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. Well. I mean, if you're, if you're over the bridge in Paraparaumu, then obviously Kapiti Club. Um, we've got a member that comes from Tihoro, um, and Ōtaki sort of covers that area as well. So mm-hmm. it's just a matter of finding a club that suits very good. Anything mm. else you want to add? Yeah, I was just thinking about um, uh, another project that we do with Waikanae School here, which is called Healthy Heroes. So the Healthy Heroes program is a, a termly thing. Um, and the idea is that it's been approved by the Ministry of Health. It was developed by um, a guy who lives in here in Waikanae. But it's, it's about trying to create healthy habits for young people and going to primary school. So they it, they keep a log and a journal, and they've got to record the fact that they're eating well, that they're being exercising and being active, that they're getting enough sleep, um, that they're stretching their mind by playing games with families. Um, families have to record that they play a board game together once a week, um, and that they've been helping others. And that program's been successfully run, unfortunately interrupted by COVID last year but successfully running Waikanae Primary. And I still see some of the kids with the Healthy Heroes T-shirt that they get at the end of the 10 weeks um, around town. And some of those kids pop up in the Rotary Youth Leadership stuff later on. So, yeah, it's really pleasing. It's really pleasing. And Waikanae School, uh, Kappa Kappa Nui, other two schools that we support locally, um, prize giving and stuff like that, along with Parapara Umu College. So it's definitely a focus on youth. I would highly recommend anyone who's got the time 
uh, it's not that much of a commitment. Uh, we meet three times a month um, from six till eight. Um, have a meal, interesting speaker, good friendship, mm. and making that contribution. Over the years, too, there have been exchange students, and that, I guess, has gone by the wayside over the last couple of years, obviously, but hopefully that will start up again. Yeah, I, I, the international exchange is when yeah. a student comes. Yeah, we, we partly hosted, um, in combination with Paraparamu Club, a lady from, young woman from Brazil. Um, she arrived, she's now married, she's now working in a veterinary industry, and we're still keeping contact with her. That's great. It is, it is good. It makes those kind of contacts. And unfortunately, there was a, there was a much, it was a match twin exchange program, which was a bit closer to home between New Zealand and Australia. But unfortunately, the Australians, decided they um you know they weren't going to participate anymore we sent about three young ladies off mm -hmm. and got and got to know some three aussies and they, and they they do that on a term basis so second and third term but unfortunately mm. that's um that's gone by the by well steve we hope to keep this program up every four weeks you might bring a guest every now and then okay. from different Rotary. So a couple of things you'll learn. One is to catch up with all the Rotary yes. clubs with a bit of news. Second one is to turn your phone off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You've got a couple of beeps in the background. That no, doesn't matter. Terribly. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. That's fine. But we're delighted that you've taken up this opportunity and we're happy to give community groups the chance to talk about what they do. And oh. Rotary is definitely part of the community. So thank you for you know taking it up running with the ball and letting us know what's going on with, with Rotary and we'll keep doing it every four weeks. Well, we really appreciate the opportunity because um, sometimes we're our own worst enemy in terms of not getting out there what, what it is that we actually do. Steve, thank you. Steve Boddicker, media liaison now for the Rotary cluster through Horta Whenua and Company, past president of Waikanae Rotary here at Coast Access Radio. Thanks, Steve. Cheers, Sod. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.